Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. My goodness gracious me, we're back. Is anybody out there? Um, I, if you're not, I, I mean, I, I can't forgive anyone who isn't because we've literally been the worst friends to you in the last two years at the time you needed us most. Um, Just but imagine we're here. how long they've been waiting. <laughs> like the six. anticipation is thick. We, we were just chatting and we don't even know how long it's been since we last did a podcast and we're so lazy that we've not, we, can, we won't even open our own podcast to see how long it's been. That's how dreadful we are. But I am Howell, this is Jamie. Hey. And this is Matthew Wandless. Hello again. Once again, we're all down the, uh, down the Zoom in uh, different places in the country and um, on a beautiful October day. And I thought we'd just have a quick catch up. A lot has happened since we last spoke. Um, I broke my leg and had a long summer. Um, it, it was the day, in fact, that Boris Johnson, um, Freedom Day, the day that, that, that everything due, was due to open up, um, that was the day that I broke my leg and ankle in five Wow, that places. is appalling timing. Yep. Um, and I'd, I think it was kind of karma because I'd enjoyed lockdown so much. I found it liberating. But, and then this was like, okay, well, here you go. Have lockdown, but without the ability to move as far as the fridge and do that for eight weeks. And it was one of the bleakest periods of my existence. It was horrendous. Um, but now I'm, I'm just on a, a nice uh, 18-month road to recovery now. I can move around, walking like a penguin. And, um, yeah, that was, that was quite an experience. Uh, anyone, uh, anyone here ever broken anything before? I've never broken anything, which no. I think puts me in a minority. Oh, James is in there as well. We're in the never, minority. Never thing. broken anything. I hadn't before this. I hadn't. And the, and the actual pain of doing it isn't that bad. I would choose it over like burning my hand. Yeah, it, but you were drunk, weren't you, when you did it? That is true. I was. Um, Go on, quickly. I, how did you do it? Well, I, I marched into a bean room. Bag. Slipped on the edge of a beanbag or a Muppets vinyl album. Possibly the two of those combined. And, um, just, just simply twisted and skidded, and just felt this uh, oh. crunch um, from my knee down, and um, and just yelped. You know, in that specific moment, it really is incredibly painful. And um, and then I cleaned the house because in doing so, I also knocked over a plant pot, smashed my phone, smashed a mirror, oh. and um, oh, man. and I spent two hours cleaning all that up. Uh, because with the leg, yeah. Because despite, oh. despite, oh my goodness, yeah. This, 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 even when you're married, even if you've broken your leg and ankle in five places, you do not want your wife to wake up to soil all over the. <laughs> wake over up the to? Was she asleep upstairs? She, she'd gone to bed. Yeah, 
Um, it was, yeah, it, it, it was horrendous. And, and you don't really know, you don't know for sure that you've broken something. You just kind of... I think you do when you try and walk. Yeah, so yeah. were you walking on it? No, that, well, I, I kind of was. I was, I was trying to, but it was. Oh my I just god! Couldn't, I couldn't put any weight on oh, it. Oh, this is making the back of my legs go funny. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Because mm. I that my my wife when when I'm sorry, we're going on a long tangent here. We've only got a short time, but my wife broke her ankle um, the first Christmas after our daughter was born. Uh-huh. We were at my uncle's place, and I had been sleeping downstairs because I was drunk. Yes. And um, she came to get me at about five in the morning, missed the last step on the stairs, and I sort of heard her calling out for me. And I was like, oh, come on, what the hell? Like, (laughs) I didn't think anything serious could have happened, but my aunt, who is a doctor, was in the house as well. Right. And when Hannah tried to step on it, she fainted, she passed out. Oh, my God. At at that point, I panicked and went and grabbed Soraya, (laughs) and she immediately was like, yeah, I think that's broken. Yeah, um, and and do you know what? There's no there's nobody in the fracture clinic, which is a hilarious place to go to, by the way. But there is no patient in the fracture clinic that has a more rock and roll story than Hannah and I. Like it's everybody's done it, like um, carrying a yes. towel or letting slipping on this on the corner of a stair or a beanbag. Or <laughs> nobody there is <laughs> it's like Bruce Lee has done it. Yeah. Like, no one's in a street way. fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking out three guys with yeah. one kick, and which then a, breaks their shin. And yeah, that's bad, but it's, it's a bad moment. But the horrendousness is the recovery. It's just so boring and yeah. long. And, oh, it's awful. Awful. Anyway, so that happened. But and prior to that, I wrote a book. So I've actually published a book, um, which, um, you know, if you want to support this podcast in any way, please buy my book it is a seemingly boring subject it's but it's it's something i'm very passionate about took me a long time to write and it's about if you are a manager of any kind in your job if you're a manager it's about you are um it's about lifting the lid on hyper creative places like places that you consider very very creative um radio film tv that kind of thing lifting the lid on those brains and saying what you are potentially doing wrong when it comes to enabling innovation, new ideas, creativity in more traditional workplaces. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's a very good book. Um, and so I would love people to read it, but I'm also the worst person at marketing of all time. So I've done nothing to tell people about it. (laughs) Done like a Facebook post or something. Um, I'll check that out. Ah, thank you. So, what have we been watching? Like, you know, we've only got time to to. We just want to say hello and try and get these podcasts going a bit a bit more. But <coughs> I, I, I do just want to say this to any listeners who are still with us. Um, you don't get many emails on a podcast. It's just people listen and people do the podcast, and there tends not to be a great deal of communication, especially if you're as crap at marketing as we are. Um, but if when you do emails, it's lovely and it's enough to spur us to do another podcast quite quite often the reason we do a podcast is somebody says to me um oh i miss listening to you guys when are you going to do another box set pod and i am always amazed that anybody is listening so if you do want to get in touch with us please do it's lovely to get your email um studio at the box is the email and in fact if that doesn't work there is a there's like a, an even more 
kind of gmaily version of that i think which is box set podcast at gmail.com no the just box set podcast at gmail.com feel free to send us an email what have we been watching what's been the highlight of the last six months for, for you two well i think we should should we start with squid games because yeah and i always call it squid games as well but it's not it's squid it's game, game. Oh, yeah yes okay because uh, there are a number of games in it but there is only one squid game that that's, makes right. Sense. that's right um, there's only one squid um yeah what a brilliant it's, series just brilliant anyone <clears throat> anyone disagree um no uh what I would say that like it surprised me how gruesome it was. Like, let's just because mm. there might be people out there who haven't watched it. This is a a kind of is it even dystopian? It might be more realistic to the way life is in South Korea than we realise that there is a lot of people in debt in South Korea. Oh right, so, <laughs> yeah, not the, not the game, to South yeah. Korea. <laughs> No, no, but it's a real problem in South Korea. That's one of the things that's kind of come out of this documentary is it's, it's really ex- sort of um, looked into this topic in, Amer- in, in South Korea especially. But okay. obviously these people who are in a hell of a lot of debt get offered to take part in a game. They don't realize at the time that they're all children's games. They're all given a number. They're all taken to a secret island. And there they take part in deadly children's games, six of which, and if you get to the finish, you get a lot of, <laughs> I don't even know what the currency is, and I don't even know how much money it's it one. is. One. <laughs> Korean one. And I did right. look it up, because I'm uh, actually... I tried to convert it, but I struggled still. I don't know why. It's about, uh, I think it was about 24 million sterling. Right. Well, that's if, good. Uh, if I recall, I can't remember. I did look at, no, it was about 30 million sterling. Um, but I uh, know that can, that confused my wife cause uh, they didn't capitalize the word one on the subtitles and yeah. she didn't know what the currency was. And so she was like, why do they keep writing one? Well, we can talk a bit about the subtitles as well, because that's one of the, yeah, other we can. Bugbirds, this is, this is like the ultimate storm in a teacup for me because <laughs> yeah. I, when, when I, I was like, I want to watch this show and, uh, I quickly Googled, should I watch it with, um, dubbing dubbed or, or subtitles? And I was like, I was really, it was, it was cause I'd seen a tweet or something about it that I asked the question. Cause normally it wouldn't be a question. I would never watch it with dubbing. Somebody was mm. saying um, that, that, that it's lost in translation a bit, that some of the nuances have been lost in the, in the translation. In the, yeah. So the that was the article I saw saying, yeah. Oh, this is what you'll miss if you watch uh, squid game with subtitles. Obviously I didn't read the article cause I didn't want to know what happened, Yeah, but I, 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 I couldn't face the idea of watching it dubbed. So we watched it with subtitles. And then afterwards I went and looked at the article Anyone who's worried about watching it in subtitles, it doesn't matter one jot. Like the yeah. su- the subtle differences are so subtle that it's like, you, you know, it's, it it really you might miss a certain thing that they're implying about a certain character, but it certainly isn't going to change your reading of the show. No, so don't worry about it. It's bollocks. I agree completely. And clickbait and, nonsense. And yeah, absolute nonsense. And I I I, I didn't think they were that bad at all. The subtitles, and in fact. The, the um the style of squid game is what uh, what i found so appealing is you can start watching it and it's it's almost it's it's acted very broadly it's like it's quite a broad particularly by the main character the two main the two guys at the very beginning the first sequence that you'll see um it seems to be 
it's quite broad it's quite heightened it's almost like fast there's a sort of comic fast level to their performance but it's done mm. inside a drama um and inside some serious stuff which is kind of quite similar to the i don't know whether it's the way that we in the west perceive things from the east because of subtitles or whether there's just a, a larger style to traditional acting um over there that, that there's a kind of a strange thing at first that you go oh is this kind of rubbish is this kind of a, a soap opera thing because it feels broad in the way soap operas are but it's not that's that's one of the things i loved about it was that they were i think he particularly is clearly a really good comic performer and really good physical performer um and and it's part of that style that keeps that balance between uh, the game and the drama, which in all of these things, from Running Man to to Hunger Games, you know, all of all of these types of kind of death game things, that's what you need. You need an element of playfulness to the actual style that that can counteract the depth of the horror and the and the misery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's I think what keeps it rattling along. And so the subtitles sort of, uh, if they, if they were at all a bit broad. Doesn't matter. It gives you time to concentrate on the plot and and, and look at the screen. I, I don't know. I don't know what they thought we were missing, but I, it it just gets it gets ten squids out of ten for me. I mean, um, I didn't know if I'd quite give it ten out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Go on. And what, would you, what would you remove some what, squids for? What I, I I can't really talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. Um, okay. But I found I, I think it was a show that was very difficult to end. But I don't think that excuses when an ending no. is a little bit unsatisfying. Right. Yeah, I, agree. I found the last two episodes to be the weakest of the the nine. Okay, um, let's let's say that a a story were to end with somebody deciding to get on a boat or not. Right. Let's say let's use that as a metaphor. In certainly in our living room, one of us was very angry that that person didn't get on the boat. And one of us thought that that was um, credible and and justified a, a second season. Um, do, do, is that partly what you're talking about? Were you, that specific? No, moment, well, uh, no, it went further than that. Like I, I feel, I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the ending points towards the idea of a second series, but because yeah. that's always going to happen in in TV, being what it is these days. Yeah, but I felt like a lot of stuff that happened in it was just kind of glossed over. Um, and not in a way where I was like, Oh, that th this feels like it's leading on to second, second series. It was like, you just haven't addressed that. Like and it's, it's not even that I really care about that because ultimately the, the ending of this story is, is kind of unimportant to me. Um, I just think it's, you, you, you can't avoid the fact that the ending is a little bit dissatisfying, but I'm, I, I love the show because um, I think it's different from the ones we've touched on already, like Running Man, Hunger Games, and I'd throw in Battle Royale as well, yeah. um, because of the uh, the very clever setup of the games mm. and the agency that they give the participants. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, that is a big, which, yeah, which I think just makes that. it a much more interesting thing. And also, it's uh, you know, it shows the. The, the level of desperation that the participants are, are feeling and um, 
Mm. Yeah, I, I think all of that stuff is, is so solid and so well done. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a minor quibble, really, because I don't think it was ever going to have a particularly satisfying ending. I was thinking maybe you could do one a second series where you just get a, everyone in the game is a, is an anti-vaxxer, apart from one person who's got <laughs> coronavirus. I think that would be a good start. <laughs> I think you should start work on that series, Hal. I, I will. I will. Jamie, what were you going to say? Yeah, I I kind of agree with. Uh, I I like it. It would probably get eight or nine squids out of ten for me, and mm-hmm. the reasons are similar to what Matt said. The ending, I, I don't like. I know we talked about this ending a show, leaving it open for a second series. Do you actually need to leave it open? Can it not end and then you can still have a second series? We don't have to be foreshadowed to into a second series. Like they could just have yeah. ended the show and started season two with him. Well, anyway, I won't go into it because it's But I just I get annoyed when shows do that and they just leave, they leave a last episode that leaves you just feeling really unfulfilled by what you really wanted to get out of it. He's got, you know, whatever's happened at the end of the show, you want to get more from it and you can't because they're trying mm. to set something else up. And it kind of, it ends up just compromising that final part of a really good show. So it's Fair not enough. a massive thing, but I was angry. I was like shouting at the TV. I was, like you said, when, she, when, when the, uh, the option was there to do one of two things yeah. and he didn't do that. Yeah. That annoyed me. Well, I, I, I was the one who d- didn't mind that. I kind of disagree with you. Both, you but I, be, yeah. I, I do understand. I mean, I, no, I do get it. And I don't, I don't, it's not something I would argue over, but I do think that it does hold together. It, you know, when you, it's not a kind of something that's just locked on. The, the writer took years and years writing this thing. And, and if you say that the thing is ultimately about debt and the control of rich over poor, and that that's the battle, that's the real battle, then it all holds together for me. And I, I think the needle's threaded quite well. But, but I agree with you. I, of course, I was also going, come on! Yeah. My, um, my only other quibble is, what, and what brings it down slightly, is that would I watch it again? And mm-hmm. maybe you would, but I couldn't. I don't think I could go through that experience with those with those people again because it's so it's you know it's really hard it's a hard it is a hard watch it's very broad at times in the in the performances and that really helps kind of contrast against it but i was thinking that there about are very it. tough moments and i don't know if i could go through a show like that it's quite a traumatic at times some of those moments even though you know what's going to happen i'd still mm. find it really sort of tough to watch again and that kind of you know the best shows for me you want to watch again and again yeah, yeah. and i don't yeah. know if i'd want to watch that again um, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I don't think I could see myself watching it again. But um, yeah. well, also, just that, uh, yeah. just to have to deal with, I, I think I'm, I can't think what her name was. Um, oh, the, yeah, <laughs> me. Oh, she's me. so annoying. <laughs> I can't remember her name. I'm not going to try and remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I can watch that character again for any uh, length of time. <laughs> I felt that way about the bad guy. And uh, the, there was an element of kind of a West Side Story about... Uh, the, the, it was, very, again, that sort of style. There was a sort of immediate group of bullies in the playground. <laughs> but it, it was great. Anyway, listen, that Squid Game, if you've not seen it, I mean, we probably could have talked about it in detail because everyone's seen it. It's um, Yeah, it's one of those shows that you've got to watch. Yeah, um, 
Ted Sarandos. I went to London last weekend to watch Dave Chappelle. And the reason I mentioned that is that... Oh, wow. What, live? Um, live, yeah. There was a lot of controversy around Dave Chappelle recently. And, and as part of that, Ted Sarandos... Yeah, I'll tell you, we'll talk about it another time. It's too... To the issues are far too great to get into. have to look that up. Um, but there was a, um, uh, a memo from Ted Sarandos who talked about Squid Game and stuff and they've just done their quarterly review basically the fact is that it was the it's the most watched series that they've ever had in the first four weeks of its release it was like uh, like ridiculous like 200 million people have watched squid game it's incredible uh and especially when that did make me think do you you think that's because it tapped into a huge uh asian audience uh yes but um you you have to bear in mind that the majority of netflix subscribers are westerners and that's uh, so yeah. That, yeah and considering it has subtitles that's a colossal number for, of people yeah, to, is, you know yeah. stranger things numbers it's incredible um, hasn't that happened a couple of times in lockdown though wasn't there another show yeah. i can't think what it was that Bridget, came out that bridgerton was uh was a walker. oh yeah bridgerton bridgerton there was something else i was thinking of i can't yeah. think what it was goliath has uh, just released its last series on amazon has anybody watched that yeah watching Great it and loving it it's one of the best of digital i'm halfway through and it's very good like it's a show that can be it's a bit up and down in quality but the this series has been oh, really good it's so good the first episode of this final series was directed by billy bob thornton and it's it it, it, it to say it pays homage to um alfred hitchcock is an understatement um, it's like Rear Window is referenced. Just sorry, not to not, not to cut you off completely, but uh, the, the show I was thinking of was Tiger King. Oh yes, Tiger King. Oh yeah. When, when, when that came out, it was just like you couldn't move for people yeah, talking was. about that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, carry on. Do you know that? Do you know that that was um, March? That was a year and a half ago that that came out. Yeah, a little crazy, done since then. Came out just at the right time when everyone was going to be watching TV. Yeah, yeah. I think bigger than Goliath, though. Uh, no offense. <laughs> Good pun. Hey, is Succession <laughs> series oh, three has started now? I haven't started it because what I'm trying to do so is I, I like to yeah. do a big batch watch. Yeah, uh, or binge watch. I don't know what you call it, but I mean, uh, this basically is my favorite show that has been made in the last 10 years and I can't wait to get into it and tuck into th- season three. I'm hearing good things. It's great. Anyway, have, I, have, have you started it? How are you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course it's flipping one a week. So you've got to wait for the damn thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, Apple annoyingly releases stuff once a week as well. Like morning show is back, which I'm, I'm sitting through. Um, there's uh, uh, Mr. Corman on Apple is very good as well. Um, but one of my lockdown projects was to try and teach myself the succession theme tune on the piano. Oh. We st- and I've not played it since the Do start it. of lockdown. I- I'm just getting on my piano now. I-, I think we've got to, yeah. Yes. Let's see if we can do it. Hang on, no, should we close the show with this? Right then. And we, well, we should probably close but, the show in a moment. Go on. What, uh, what, ha- what so else haven't we touched on? And let's make a promise to do another podcast in the next four weeks. Um, well, I was just trying to think back. What the fuck have I watched? Like, I, I actually can't remember. It's hard. Um, 
Uh, Sex Education Series 3. That oh, yeah. show continues to be uh, really fucking smart and funny and enjoyable while doing some really good work, I think, in yeah. um, that area of um, discourse. Uh, did you watch it? No, I mean, I, I have to say, I watched the first two series. I'm kind of. I've never been that bothered with it. I've always thought... Oh, you've gone off it. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. And I, I, I like it enough to sort of say it's, there's nothing, nothing bad against it. I just, I ne- we've, I've never really enjoyed it massively enough to sort of go, oh, another series is here. I might watch it at some point if I run out of stuff to watch, but it's just never really gripped me the way. And I know it's huge and it's very popular and it's, you know, it's, the performances are great. And like you said, it does touch on a lot of topics that are really interesting, but I've just what? never got into it. Yeah, if this is a rare sort of thing for me where it's like I, I'm actually more interested in the show to see where it's going to go and what it's going to talk about than I am in the kind of specific narratives of the characters, which I think actually are its weakest aspect. I don't mm. think it's that well acted, um, except there are some, some very good young actors in there. Um, but I, I think for the most part, I would say that's the, the performances are its weakest point, um, but it makes up for it for me because I think it's just doing something very important. Uh, and I, like particularly, there was an arc in series two about um, one of the characters who is quite a kind of she's portrayed as a very ditzy. Um, yeah, yeah. She won. She the actress won an, uh, an award for that. She won a BAFTA, didn't she? She did, and I think, and I, I think it was a, a really great arc to have to have this girl who who could be seen as a some someone who would probably be a victim of slut shaming or um, or anything like that, and probably seen as quite a, a loose person or whatever. I don't know what the fuck people say about people, but to her to have this kind of again, what people would talk about as a very minor incident of sexual assault, but to show the impact of it. And then that extends into series three. I just, you know, they do it in a, with a lightness of touch, which is afforded to them by the, the kind of heightened manner in which everything takes place. Um, and it allows them to do it without being preachy or too dark and, I think I think it just works so so well. Uh, I maybe I need to get back on it. Did either of you watch um, P- Patriot on on Amazon? Yes, I, I did. Howell, I did. <laughs> what? Oh, that think? was the one you told us to watch. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Well, what do, you th- what do you think? It's it's good. Like the first series takes a bit to get going. Yeah, um, yeah. It does. But when you get into it. <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's kind of like a Coen Brothers style. It's very deadpan. Coen Brothers meets kind of Wes world. Anderson, I think. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. Somewhere. yeah. Anyway, series one, I re- we really got into it. I really liked it. Performance is really good. The main guy. Series two starts. Yeah. Episode one. And it's like all logic. Yeah. All like element of, you know, you can't. It just it just loses any thread with reality. Like things happen that you think, well, how did that happen? Because how would they get there if they didn't know that they were there? And they were. Do you not? Did you find that? Look, no series two, and you're like, how have you got here? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I thought everything made sense. Maybe you missed an episode. 
That's what I was thinking. I was like, have I missed it? <laughs> there must be something. I've, have I missed something? I really tried to find out what it is I'm missing, but is honestly, it, I don't know. It's the, I mean, what, what I completely adore about it, and it's definitely finished. You know, there's two series and I think it's done. Um, but what I completely love about it is just the idea of if you get a guy who's smart enough the writer said it's like film noir you you get people characters who are smart enough to make a plan but are not capable enough to execute the plan that is brilliant drama and comedy as well and and this poor guy in the middle of it all gradually more people start to try and help him as they figure out who he is and what he does and stuff but they're too stupid to really help as well so it's just this like watching a man get driven into the ground further and further it's it's so good i i, I urge you just oh I, I just adore it and it's michael dorman i think his name is who was oh, also in yeah. if you've watched um for all mankind on apple tv which is the alternative space race what if russia had got to the moon first um hmm. That's very good, and he's in that. And he's he's, he's very good. He's he's a good, he's an interesting actor, and his performance is interesting because he's very, he's almost like uh, it's it's a bit like the before. If you've seen the film Being There with Peter Sellers, where he literally yeah. does <laughs> he doesn't do much. Everyone just projects onto him, and it's in a similar way with his character. There's <laughs> something a blankness to him that gives him uh, a sort of intrigue, and it allows other characters to kind of sort of bounce off him and almost like live through him and it's very it's very well done and his performance is very well like oh, so good there's, a, there's a running gag throughout both series where people say how are you if anyone ever asks him how he is his answer is pretty good right and he kind of does it through gritty he's just the most poker face guy and there's so much going on under the surface but he's screwed up and he's also trying to be basically james bond and you know, how are you doing pretty good and it gets worse with like the it basically can be standing there you know with 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 a leg hanging off or on the on the yeah. brink of death and someone says how you doing pretty good and it's just <laughs> and it's that the whole series is just so understated you kind of marvel at it yeah and it's all like, between the, the lines the, the fun of it is watching everything get tangled up and then see how the hell they're going to untangle this and how is he going to get himself untangled from whatever he's in. Yeah. And it's really well done, really well. Yeah. So series one, I really enjoyed. I was just frustrated at the start of series two and I stopped yeah. watching it because of that. Oh. I'll probably go back. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I'm going to be able to play this. I think, I, I think that what I thought was a year after I taught myself a really hard theme tune that I could just sit down and play it again. So it's going to sound awful. (laughs) Give it a go. I can't, I've not even got my pedal. You know what as well, it's getting caught in the gate from uh, Zoom, I think. Is it? Damn. Record it for yourself after this and then stitch it on to the end. Do. <laughs> one more try hang on drop the mic okay go
very good. Good. very good. good. Once round, once round is good. Fantastic. Yeah, show. that was the first two months of lockdown there. <laughs> Best TV thing, June. I, I, oh. I ever. I think it's that. I think it's that. That or the raccoons, obviously. <laughs> that is great. Uh, can I quickly before before we go? Because we've got seven minutes left on Zoom. Have you guys watched any of the Marvel series? Which Marvel series is this? Oh yeah. Well, one, we, I don't think we've talked about One Division, Loki, Captain oh, America, right. and the Winter okay. Soldier, or what if. So they're all up for grabs. Loki. I've watched um, maybe two or three of that so far. Yeah. I watched all the One Division. Watched a few of Loki. I just think it's a lot of explaining. Oh, just a lot of bloody explaining. Um, yeah. Um, but One Division. I thought. No other series in the world could get away with being this boring for two episodes. And then... <laughs> it was uh, dangerous, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was dangerous. But people stuck with it. I mean, it just shows how far an audience will go. Um, who you think are, have, have massive like attention deficit disorder and you've got to have a fight sequence every 12 seconds in those films. How far that audience will go once they're committed to it. Because it, it really was a 1950s sitcom for two episodes. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. No, which wasn't very funny. You just no. go, you literally ha- hanging people for two hours on what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And then I it was a risk. <laughs> but yeah, we should return to that as well. We should maybe we should do a. Um, we should did, do. Did any of you watch What If? No. Because um, that's the best one. What? So could you? What is? What exactly is that about? That I've never really given it a, a look yet. The premise of that one is um, it's like an exploration of the multiverse. So it showed that the first eight episodes, I think, if, if they were 10, um, are just little kind of alternative universe takes on characters we already know. So the first episode is what if instead of Steve Rogers going into the, um, uh, the, the, the Super Soldier program, what if it was Peggy Carter? And um, they play that out for half an hour and uh, show you how it changes the future and how it doesn't. And then there's one like, what if T'Challa was uh, kidnapped instead of um, Peter Quill and became the leader leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Wow! And the, and the changes are sometimes subtle and sometimes very far-reaching. But then by the end of it, they've spun a narrative that kind of runs over the whole thing and uh, it, it, it's because it, there's, there's this character who's played by Jeffrey Wright called the watcher who is I don't know how much of a background you guys have in comics but the watcher has sort of turned up at various times in Marvel um, and it's the kind of this all-powerful being from this race of all-powerful beings that uh, just observe the the universe or the multiverse uh and they don't get involved and then his character sort of starts to develop a bit more as the series begin uh, begins to change and uh, and shift but there there are just some really fascinating ideas in there and the way it all comes together i think it's it's definitely the best one they've done i'd say um but uh yeah if we're going to rank them captain america is by far the worst um uh then one division and Loki both had good things about them, but also bad things. And then what if I thought was great and everyone should watch that. And of Excellent. course, above that even is the Mandalorian. 
Oh, yes. Well, yeah, that's not Marvel, but yeah. Oh, the Mandalorian, we've talked about in the past, Mandalorian was an absolute triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. Um, I repeat, you can email us. Always nice to hear from you. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, um, please buy my book and that will support one third of the people on this podcast. Um, The email address is boxsetpodcast at gmail.com and uh, the link to my book is uh, is in the description of this podcast. So, What's it called though, just in case? It's called Managers Managing Magic, Enabling Creative Innovation. That's a alliteration, sell a book. That's right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's impossible to sell a damn book. I mean, it's just, <sighs> but it started off as a bit of a um, biography, but I ditched all that. Um, there were a lot of Jamie stories in there and there's, there's um, barely none now. Oh. We'll have to return to that. Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, yeah, you could get rid of the chaff. <laughs> right. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. And, um, and we three shall speak again. Let's talk to you guys. Let's talk to you. Goodbye.